Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, trying to get uh, our bearings on the week ahead and seeing what kind of insights that Stock Odds has in the data for our trading in the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Nice to have a long weekend, get caught up on some stuff. And uh, there is a, a light volume day expected tomorrow um, just because some countries are offline still mm -hmm. uh, as far as limited trading uh, or no trading and um, you know there'll be people taking an extra long long weekend out of it right so um, expect volumes to be light which means that trading can be a bit different both on the upside and downside sure. uh, you know at, you know people forget the reason that prices decline generally is because there's just absence of buyers uh, and the reason that um, you know, uh, prices rise, there, there is demand, but people also take profits along the way when things are going. So liquidity is usually increased when things rise and liquidity is often decreased as things fall. So um, it could be a bit of an issue if there's not that many uh, buyers uh, lurking around tomorrow. Good. Well, I mean, we had a shortened week in the past four days. Um, there's also pretty weak, a lot of weakness there. The NASDAQ was down 4.43% in just those four days. And we closed at the lows on that final trading day of Thursday. And the futures are set up to be weak again for tomorrow. I mean, some of the themes still persist. Oil's um, strong again. We've got the 10-year and multi-year highs again, making new highs 2.87% there. Um, a lot of earnings in the week ahead, especially in financials and uh things even like Tesla. So it's a tricky week. We, we, we're post um, expiration now and we're post mid-month seasonality and we're not close enough to the end of the month effect yet. So we're in the strange kind of um, pocket here in terms of timing. And yeah, I mean, we're still, we're still in mid-month seasonality for another few days here. So um, because um, it started on Wednesday, didn't it not? Yeah, so it started Wednesday, and uh, will carry us over to, let's see, that's the 9th, 10th, 10th, 11th, 11th, 12th, 34th. So actually, it extends until uh, Thursday of this week, mid-month seasonality, right? Um, so, like, we're still, we still got some of that stuff that you researched last week that would be hitting starting Wednesday, and we did see uh, a bit of that follow through on Wednesday, Thursday, especially in some of the basic materials and things. And this week here, we got a bit left. Um, let's take a look at where the futures are at now, and then we'll run through some earnings so we get our head around what's coming up. Um, so the Dow futures are off 0.22% or 77 points right when they opened at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, there was an immediate drop. So there's a bit of uh, pressure on all these uh, futures, with the exception of Europe, actually. So uh, S&P is down 0.51 at the moment, or 22 and a quarter points. NASDAQ is off almost a full percent at 0.92, 128 points. And the Russell is off 0.62. So the Dow looks the best, and the Russell next best 
and the NASDAQ is the worst and S&P is next. But uh, those S&P and NASDAQ charts don't look very good overall, to be honest with you. Uh, the DAX is actually up 0.27%, up 38 points. So um, the German DAX is up. And the VIX is up as well, of course, with volatility rising as things uh, you know, become more concerning and risk is still on the table. Uh, the VIX is up point or 3.11% back up to 24.15. So uh, let's hear some earnings for this week. Yeah, so tomorrow we've got a couple financials. Bank of America is a big one, Charles Schwab, Synchrony Financial, and Bank of New York Mellon. So a lot of the financials that could be moving the, the XLF. And then come Tuesday, things like uh, Lockheed Martin, Halliburton, Netflix, Johnson & Johnson, and IBM. Those would be some bigger players. And then Wednesday, we should get some big ones like Tesla, right? That could be... Uh, talked about quite a bit, and some of the airlines, United Airlines, Procter & Gamble, a good mixture like that. And on Thursday as well, we have um, American Airlines, I believe. Yeah. Thursday, we've got American Airlines, Freeport Macroman, so Copper, uh, Union Pacific, Dow Chemical, uh, Philip Morris, so maybe more of your uh, Dow Jones stocks on Thursday. So there are going to be some big market cap stocks this week and um tomorrow i think the focus will be on financials though okay do you remember when um you know the war was starting and um oil started to you know really take off mm -hmm. um then i looked for some smaller cap oil stocks and um really had had some good fun with some of those um I'm looking at the same theme as this war continues to march on and as we're sending more and more, um, you know, another 800 million worth of munitions and things over there to the Ukraine. Um, I'm looking through the entire defense contractor and aerospace area. And like pull up, if you got charts there, pull up a chart of like LMT and tell me if you think it looks a little bit uh, top heavy. Um, we're not advisors and we're not analysts, but just take take a look at the chart and see if it looks a little bit top heavy to you. Yeah, I mean it peaked out early in March there at like 480 and pulled back quite a bit, and it's been struggling the last four, five, six days. Yeah, after a surge trying to hit. so it's it's a huge gainer. I mean we're up from well for sure. I mean, I looked into some of the reasons why it seems to be struggling at this point, um, not just on a technical basis, because it's already had that high from, from March that you said, mm -hmm. um, but it's had cost overruns and poor quality on a couple things and some of the contracts have like literally doubled. And so, I mean, it's still going to have the contracts and, and the revenue ultimately, but I think that there's because of these issues, it's been struggling. But then it got me thinking, and I looked through the whole group and a lot of the small cap stuff, and I found some uh, really interesting gems that are, you know, under two billion in market cap that are actually part of the supply um, of some key pieces of this whole puzzle. 
considering war. And um, I thought there might be some uh, great pairing opportunities or, or just to use them in uh, the baskets of small caps. So I'll let you guys do your own homework. I just thought I did this with oils and it did pay off. And I'm doing it right now with the defense contractors. Um, and I'm also doing it in the gold space because I think that there there's still some uh, potential for, for gold uh, to, you know, continue to move up. It is it's it's holding okay i mean it's kind of was in a channel and started to rise out of that so um i think is the gold, idea to be longer the smaller like sub two billion dollar defense contractors and shorting some of the, the mega yeah, ones well, within the group either, either to use them as the longs on in a okay. in a small cap basket kind of thing or mm -hmm. uh to you know just carry a bit for the future um, or pair them off with, um, you know, the bigger uh, best in class that have sort of started to, you know, become fully priced in and, and are struggling to move higher, whereas there's more room for these smaller ones to, to come up if things are, are continuing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at a couple things that concern me, and um, this is that the U.S. and other countries that have agreed to supply arms to the Ukraine um, are depleting their own munitions, right? So I think, I think this is a concern, which means that it's going to have to be put back into these budgets to replenish, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm not comfortable with a number of things that are going on. One, the oil reserves being released just to lower the price of oil to the consumer okay i think that's i i don't know if that's too smart to uh to take your strategic oil reserves and use them for that purpose okay so that bothers me i mentioned that before i think the second thing that bothers me is the depletion of our munitions and arms granted this is a very uncomfortable situation uh, to have to deal with what's going on with Russia invading Ukraine, but um, you know, and a, a generous nation does try to help out. But I'm just concerned that we're depleting at a pretty rapid play, uh, pace. Sure. Um, and then uh, looking, you got to do this. You got to look up the uh, U.S. national debt clock, right? It's at uh, usdebtclock.org, and there's a lot of different uh, tabs that you can look at. And, you know, gold and gold supply, and energy output, and other precious metals, and auto sales, and mortgage loan calculator, and all that. You can spend a lot of time looking over everything, but that uh, debt clock just, you know, keeps on trucking, right? Yeah. Uh, over 30 trillion national debt now, and it just keeps on ticking away. So. Um, there's a number of things that are concerning, and I think there's opportunity for traders to look at some of these trends and, and not necessarily always focus on pl playing the leaders in the group or, or the best in class, because the, the apple cart can turn and the focus might be better on some of the small caps that are upcoming, right? That's a good idea. 
I mean, I often see this when there's a big move, you know, you have the, the leaders take off first and then it sort of rotates down into the laggers and the ones that were forgotten as those things get fully priced in and mature, you know, people start looking for other nuggets in the group. And, um, and that's why I'm kind of looking at getting ahead of it on the, uh, gold and basic materials, uh, sector and defense contractors, part of the industrials. Okay. So, yeah, so this, this week is, you know, um, you know, taxes are due um, tomorrow, as most people probably are ahead of things and got that done. Um, but, you know, there is probably a seasonality right after tax day. So I'm, I can't tell you exactly what that is. Um, have, do you have any notes on it from previous years in terms of what usually happens after tax day? I, I don't, but... Okay. Well, there is a bit of seasonality to it, I'm sure. Um, our almanac, our almanac doesn't point out that specifically, but um, you know, we we look more at, at the end of uh, end of April, and, and we'll talk about that next Sunday. The logical thing would be people sell prior to tax day to generate funds, so a couple of days before that could be weaker because of that, and then just like an ex dividend date, right, coming out of that. Um, it's a little bit less pressure on, yeah. on selling. So, do we have do we have much to rally on now, though? Like, would you say like there's a lot of? I mean, we've had this tug of war between bulls and bears here recently. You know, we we get such mixed messages from people they bring through the media all the time. Like this person's like, this is the great time to buy, and then someone's like, we got a lot of downside risk, and yeah. you know, it seems. It seems pretty balanced in terms of bulls and bears. In yeah. that sense. But, it, but it could be like pessimism fatigue, right? Because a whole month of March, right? Fear of the, the war escalating. Are we going to get drug in that much deeper? So the whole month of the Ukraine war, and even the media is covering it less now, right? So we've had that thing in there. The inflation, the Fed, in, increasing interest rates. So much is out there now. Maybe people are just fatigued with all the pessimisms, which would be kind of contrary right so this would be a good time to to start turning the corner there's so much yeah. negative for the past six weeks although although i do think i do think this uh nuclear option is is something that's gotten a little bit more coverage recently i don't think it was a big thing early on in the war but i think as things get stretched out more and more we're in day 50 now aren't we uh it's like if it's true that you know the war hasn't gone so well for putin if that's true then um you know is he the kind of person that would would use that nuclear option right yeah <clears throat> I think I think that's just growing. I think it's ga gaining some more ground. I mean, Zelensky was saying it the other day, and blah blah blah, right? So, and that 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 kind of sends some shock waves. Yeah, and I think I think it puts more risk on the table just if people buy into that, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, war is unpredictable, right? So. Um, there's all kind of there's all kind of banter out there. There's people saying, well, you know, 
the U.S. is using U Ukraine as a a vehicle to to weaken Russia. Mm -hmm. that, I've heard that quite a bit. You know that might be it too. Um, but they're also supplying a lot, and so we're you know we're our our hey, listen. It has to be taking a toll on us because we've had military spending quite a bit cut back. I mean, it didn't really come into this last bill in September, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the budget, there was really, because we were planning to pull out of Afghanistan on like, you know, or that was already in, pl in play, blah, blah, blah. So I think that there wasn't a big allocation and, uh, and, you know, for years, even on under Obama, we, we didn't have a lot of military spending, did we? No, it's been so quite, I mean, quite a while. <clears throat> I can imagine that we're getting getting cut back quite a bit. But here's the thing: is that if if we are getting depleted, that only puts more uh, pressure on. Hey, we've got to do something to uh, to shore this up, and so we got to throw more money at it, which means more military contracts. And that's why I'm thinking some of these small caps have room to run. I'd be interested in your take on it. Maybe when you get some time, Dave run through all the stocks in the in the sector mm -hmm. or that sorry the industry not the sector run through all the stocks and just take a look and, and let me know if you uh see some gems in there like i did okay that's a good plan yeah all right um well we'll call it a day and uh i know it's still kind of a holiday weekend here so we'll call it a day and uh have a good one all right good luck thanks yeah cheers